She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast with me, your host, Jill Ritchie, intuitive coach and healer, empowering you to live your most authentic and powerful life. Now, it's Friday, which means we are back with another guest and we are back with not just another guest. This is a guest who has already been on the show before. So for those of you who are avid listeners of the show, you may remember a few seasons back, I recorded an episode with Amanda Monnier, who is just an amazing human being a little spiritual queen and um, we had such a great conversation the last time she was on and we reconnected a few months ago. I actually recorded a podcast on podcast episode for her and of course she came back on to this season and this season we are talking, we haven't talked about this yet on this season of the podcast so it's really great to dive into this. We are diving into all things attachment, unhealthy attachment styles. We're really focusing on relationships and how we're showing up in our relationships, whether you are single and you are struggling to perhaps attract or manifest your dream partner. Um, There may be some blocks that you're having and we really dive into those energy blocks and potentials of past relationships that are still lying, taking up space, harvesting um, and really stealing your energy, particularly as a woman. So we really dive into that. And again, even if you are not single and you're in a relationship right now, but you're perhaps struggling with intimacy in your relationships or struggling to really speak your truth, communicate with your partner, it may be that there is some past trauma, some past energy, some past partner's energy that is still lying stagnant, stroke dormant in your energy field. So this is such a great conversation, you guys. We talk about attracting your inner king as well, which is a coin a term that Amanda has coined. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode because I know that there's so much of this episode that we can relate to. If it's not even now, it's in our past. Um, And it will really help you to understand perhaps why you're showing up the way you are and what you can do about it. So before we go into this episode, I'm really delighted to announce that the Empowered Women has launched today. So enrollment has launched today, 1st of September, and we will start our journey um, mid to end of October. I haven't confirmed the total, like the date yet, but it will not be before mid-October due to other commitments that I have. Um, I am taking six women on this incredible journey. You will be coached and mentored and supported and held, seen, understood by me for a 12-week period. We will work together for three months. You will work on your inner child. You will work through 
your own attachment style, you'll understand it and you'll understand why you are showing up the way you are and what you can do to create healthy attachments. You will understand more and dive into relationships. You'll understand and dive more for yourself and potentially heal much more of your shadows, including inner child and shame. And then we go on to really focusing on manifesting with authenticity, with truth, with purpose, really manifesting from a place of certainty and true alignment to who you are. This is the work. This is the deepest work that you may ever do. Um, and I've been running this program. It's my signature program. I've been running it for mm, over two and a half years now. I take six women through it every year and now is the time to do it again. So if you want to be one of those six women, I have an early bird offer on. If you sign up within the next 14 days, you are getting £250 off the total um, program, which by the way, at the end of the program, we also do an in-person immersion retreat day where we do cacao, um, we do some healing, some breath work. It is just the most incredible experience um, as the in-person retreat at the end of this, um, as well as working through modules. You'll be coached by me every single week. Um, so you're getting £250 off it, as well as an additional one-to-one session with me. So your one-to-one session is worth £500. You're getting £250 off it. So that's what, £750 um, that you're getting if you sign up before 14 days time from the first. Um, the course itself is 2995 but with your discounts, obviously it's going to bring that down. So you can click the link in the bio. If you do want to have a discovery call with me, I would love to chat to you just to make sure that you are ready for this and this is the right fit for you. So I'll drop all the links in the show notes. You can also DM me on Instagram at Just Chill Coaching or email me the word empowered. The email address is hello at jill-richie.com. Okay, let's go on with the episode. She loves herself with Jill Richie. Welcome back to She Loves Herself, the podcast. And we have the very beautiful Amanda Monier. Is Monier? Remember the last time I was like, yeah. Monier. <laughs> Amanda, welcome back. It is so lovely to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Jill. I Oh my gosh, I just love connecting with you and I'm so grateful to be here. And hello, everybody. I'm just, I'm so excited. Like this is just my fa- one of my favorite things to do. Oh, I know. Do you know what? And I was saying to you earlier, I love connecting with you because we don't really know each other, but it feels like we do. Like we connected last year and you were on the podcast last May. So May 22, and we're fast forward a year and I want to tap into what has been happening for you in the last year. We've both had big years, haven't we? And um, I want to just really dive into your greatness. And I know that there's so many things that we could talk about, but I really want to focus on a couple of things for the listeners. Um, And that is around um, emotional attachments Okay, um, womb attachments, repeated patterns, right? Because 
a lot of the time we repeat patterns and we don't know why we're doing it. Um, And then something that I've heard you mention, which is the inner king, which I'm like, oh, talk to me about the inner king. So that's what we're going to cover today. But first of all, Amanda, tell the listeners or the ones who have maybe didn't listen to the last episode um, last year, who you are and what brought you to where you are right now. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. So my name is Amanda Monier. For those of you who are new to me, and for those of you who remember me from the last time I was on here, thank you for being here again with us today. So I am a multidimensional healer and coach, and it's this has actually been part of the process of my um, the changes I've gone through in the last year is because I have been on this really deep devotional path to love. And ever since I was a little girl, the only thing I like ever really wanted was to feel loved and to just to feel love in general, the essence of love. It's all I wanted. Like none of the other stuff else like really mattered to me. So that's been like such a, like the biggest part of my life's work and my journey is just all around love. So I have actually shifted into focusing primarily on supporting women who have experienced really painful emotional patterns with men, emotional attachments, and repeat cycles. And well, I'm sure we're going to get into a bit later on what can cause these repeat looping cycles, which I believe is actually a form of harvesting of the feminine energy, in addition to places where we get to learn and grow and, you know, experience things that our soul came here to experience. But when we have the awareness, then we can remove ourselves from these repeat patterns. And so at this point um, in my life, what I have been um, really led and called to do is to support women at the deepest of level, because what I believe changes this planet is love and, and, and couples together in Um, Some people call it divine union, whatever you want to refer to it as, but really it's just an emanation of love from that own cultivation of inner union and love. And so that is what I'm just so passionate about because I feel that the end of the day, like I think we're all lying to ourselves. So we say that we don't want to feel love and to be loved and to have that human connection because it's just it's what being human is about. Like it's, it's in, in my humble opinion. So (laughs) that's a short bit on, on how I support people and what I'm doing in this season of my business. Mm, Wow. Isn't she amazing guys? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, come and be my best friend. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So much of what you're saying and just that love. And honestly, guys, I hope you feel this because I know and you might watch this on YouTube and you'll you'll see Amanda, but the love like really just radiates from you. And I knew that when we very first connected, it is so easy to chat to you. Um, it feels like it's in flow. You are definitely in, in your your real authenticity and integrity. When you speak, you feel it. You know, often I, I see a lot on social media and things that are the absolute opposite of that. I see people that display something that appears very, you know, of doing good and of a good mission, but underneath it, I see that they're not an embodiment of the work. 
and it can be very very toxic and quite narcissistic I hate to say it but it's what I believe and it can be really dangerous in this world that we are in but you're definitely pure and in here for all of the good things and really shining that light so it's so lovely and a couple of things I want to talk to you about you know you you mentioned like the feminine energy and you know let's just dive into the feminine energy because so many women listen to this podcast but are in the struggle with their feminine energy they're disconnected from it this is a big question right why do you, why do you believe women struggle so much with their feminine energy oh yeah this is like I could go a whole list. We could do a whole episode probably here. So foundationally, I will say that I feel that, um, you know, what has happened is these certain like kind of internal splits, if you will, from ourselves and from the truth of who we are and from our ability to like easily access that. Like we never fully lose access to it. But it's like the density and all the shoulds and all the conditioning, all the, if you have had a lot of, we've all experienced trauma in one shape, way, shape or another. So that energy that's in our system, right? And, um, you know, our disconnection, we just had a conversation about this too, from our body, um, the disconnection from your womb and your creative center, and also our disconnection from source. So, and I speak of this, so the way the, where I, what the energy that I work with is pure source energy. So coming from like the 12th dimension, the 13th dimension, not to get too woo woo, but it's the divine mother energy and the divine cosmic masculine energy. So I feel that what has happened is that And we can call it like a false matrix or whatever we want to call it. But these dense programs, and they're just viruses, really, um, have been inserted into this planet in this whatever this time space we're living in. And so what it has caused is these illusions and these veils and like this amnesia and this forgetting of who we are. And so what has happened to a lot of women, in my opinion, and I was one of these women, I was a probation officer for six years. I have multiple degrees. I did all the things that we're told we have to do to make it in this life. And I like, there was one day I was like, oh, like, I don't even know who I am. Like, this, I, I have all the things I'm supposed to have minus the man and I'm miserable. I can't even sit with myself. And I, I don't feel like I'm connected to that expression. When I was a little girl, I used to sing and dance and put on shows and I was so in my magic and I was so in love. Like I was in the embodiment of love, uh-huh. but because the people around me weren't able to receive that love because of their own trauma, because of their own programming, their own process, I shut those parts of myself down bit by bit by bit until I was had this calcification around my heart. I was numb. I was disconnected from my sexual energy. And when I say sexual energy, I'm not talking about just sex, like pleasure, like feminine pleasure. And so I was just, I didn't know who I was. There was this disconnection. So I feel that like this feminine energy at its rawest essence is like this it's flow, it's intuition, it's connecting. And it's like that connectedness. It's like unleashing this beautiful essence that only you can bring to the planet and it's love at its foundation. And so we've simply forgot 
because of all of these veils. But when we just start to peel those back bit by bit, it's like once we start to get that um, remembrance and that access to it, because we, I always say too, there's a difference because I hear a lot of teachings where it's like, oh, well, you just need to exercise these feminine behaviors, like just exercise all these feminine behaviors to be more feminine. And I think that's a crock of BS, to be honest with you. To me, we all express our, our femininity in a different way. I express my femininity in a different way that the, than the next person is. And simply by, it, it's an embodiment rather than it being like forced. It's just so much of like that juicy flow that comes from within it, within the woman. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think it is. And I, I, I do. And I, I'm going to re- really relate to this because I remember feeling disconnected to my feminine energy and like you, I was pure feminine energy as a child, so playful, so like just free. Um, And then, you know, kind of lost that. And I remember trying to connect more to my feminine energy and trying those like, try this, try that. And it's like forcing something because I wasn't, I couldn't embody it. And it's like, it's like, and this is where there's a lot of toxic positivity out there. If you just say it, then it's going to come true. Your words matter. Yeah, but hold on. What about actually, what about the block? What about the thing that, that's actually not, it's your body's like, nah, you're not, you're not doing that. Nah, I'm not going to let you feel that because it's not safe to feel that. I'd love you to talk about how, when we're, I guess when we're disconnected from our, feminine energies women like the impact that that can have on relationships oh yeah it's such a um interesting conversation because I feel that when we're disconnected from it oftentimes I'll share my experience so being disconnected from my feminine energy um in regard to relationships and I'll I'll speak on the relationships with men I would attract men, a specific type of man, I would attract a very wounded man because I was in a very, for the most part, a very like more masculine energy, especially when I was in law enforcement, I was in a very masculine energy. And I do, there's masculine, I very like, there are certain elements of masculine energy. I do believe we each are able to access both of those. And, um, but I was in a very like toxic kind of like hustle grind. And while I do love to be in that essence of like, I love being in the work, like that's something that lights me up, but it's different when it's from a pl- coming from a place of like you're burnt out and you're just like working 10 to 20 hour days, punching a clock, all the things. So what would ha- what happened for me, not being in my feminine energy, I would attract very wounded men And um, oftentimes men that were in their feminine energy and had a lot of like mother wounding as well. And so what would often happen is this would, this dynamic would show up in my relationships, like as far as the way that I would relate to men. And what I, what I started to notice was a lot of patterns. I noticed a lot of patterns with um, the men that were showing up. And most of these men were had again, a lot of wounding around like the mother energy, which I do believe men who have not addressed, or at least are are working with that addressing of their mother wound. I do believe that they often will um, unconsciously 
some consciously, but mostly unconsciously will actually plug into the womb of women. And it's a form of like the way that in which energy gets harvested, I do believe, because I've experienced that many of times. So um, the ways in which this would show up in my relationships and how this would look kind of on a physical level, because this can get very esoteric, is it would be a lot of the relationship would start out. It would be super hot and heavy. Like the chemistry would be there. And I would be like, oh my gosh, this guy's the one. It'd be almost like an addictive hit to my system. And I can share some like really like some pro tips on like what this might look like and how you can spot this stuff a mile away. So it would feel like this addictive hit to my system. And then all of a sudden the plug would get pulled. Like the abandoned, because for me, it was my abandonment wound that would continue to show up on repeat. So for those of you ladies listening um, who are maybe noticing um, undesired patterns with men, I would invite you to take a look at any patterning and not from a place of blame whatsoever, but oftentimes we can find very common threads. And for me, it went back to childhood. It went back to all the things that had happened as a child that I wasn't lovable. And that if my parents are getting a divorce and my dad has to leave the home because of all this stuff that happened between my parents, if my dad doesn't love me, no man's going to love me. And so I put on all these masks and all these shields to keep myself safe. And so I would attract unavailable, uh, emotionally unavailable men who hadn't done their healing work either. And so this would, what would the pattern that would happen was hot and heavy, pull the plug. Amanda's in emotional collapse because I have an attachment, an unhealthy attachment to these situations and to these men validating that I'm lovable, but I didn't believe I was lovable at that time. And so it was, the most painful, I would say from when I started dating or whatever with men, like in my teenage years, up until my early thirties, up until about a year ago, when I was able to get all of it, it was the most painful pattern because this would happen on a loop. And I'm like, gosh, is there something wrong with me? Because I feel like I have a lot going for me. I'm a kind, loving woman, but yet like all these men are just leaving or they're cheating. It was either leaving or cheating. And those are the patterns with my my family. There was a lot of similar threads and that I noticed. And I was like, I was like, I can't continue to go on like this because again, when the feminine energy is in collapse, um, for the most part, we're not able to create with that potency. Most of us aren't able to create and then we're not able to create with that potency. So it really affects us on all level levels and layers. Wow. And so, Amanda, you mentioned that this pattern happened to you a lot and it was showing up. And you mentioned like the mother wound. So for anyone who doesn't know what a mother wound is, give them a little brief on, you know, something to look out for. Right. If you've seen someone, they're like, well, actually, that happens to me. I wonder if it's this mother wound. Like, what would they be looking for? Yeah. So. I feel foundationally for both of uh, like men and women, it's like the mother and the father wound. And it can go so much deeper because for me, it actually like extended into God, like my wounding around trusting God and trusting like that divine masculine and my own inner masculine. But as far as like at a very like, I guess, 3D level on like the physical plane, if you are a woman and you're like, you know, maybe you're putting yourself out there and you're starting to date again. And you're like, okay, like I'm really wanting to receive my person. Um, you know, the, the mother wounding oftentimes what I have found in the relationships with these men 
is there's like this, um, it, it, it does go back to the body and your body will feel um, this essence of not feeling safe oftentimes and not feeling held. So, because there's this essence of masculine provision and covering that comes from men who are able to hold the feminine in her rawness, in her like expression, in her vulnerable communication, because it's a two-way street. So also on, on the women's side or anybody really, you know, I had to work through and release a lot of like neediness and codependency that I had that was also layered into this pattern that I had experienced. And so um, you know, back to like that mother wound, I feel that from what I've noticed with these men, oftentimes it would be like they themselves would be having those shields up around like the heart space and really um, surface level, surface level interactions, surface level intimacy to where, um, you know, oftentimes how this can look in, in for my personal experience, it's like my body wouldn't open up to these men because again, I didn't feel safe. And so I will tell like one of the most potent things I had ever heard is that it's not about all these, this, it, it is about the, the, you know, the qualities and the things you desire, but also like foundationally, it's how do you feel around this man? How do you feel around this man? Like what is like your body, the feedback? And and most of the time, sometimes it can be your own healing work or your own things that are coming up that can be a part of it. Because sometimes if like the, you know, we're desiring this like potent, very like masculine man, but like if our system can't hold it, then that's part of it, right? But then what I'm speaking of as far as like, if it's more so like, you've done a lot of the work, you have a lot of the awareness and you're like, Ooh, like everything checks every box, but like, I don't feel safe around this man. Like there's something in my internal system. There's a feedback going on and I'm not, I don't, there's some, this man doesn't make me feel great. (laughs) I don't feel like wonderful around this person. That's something that I really, really started to observe when I um, got back into the dating space after doing a lot of this inner work. And it changed the game for me. Oh, in what way? So I, I know there'll be an obvious way, right? But actually tell us how it changed the game and what you had to navigate to move through that. Yeah. So I believe relationships are our greatest teachers. And um, I, in addition to obviously we, you know, we're always in, we're in relationship with everything. We're in relationship with ourselves. They are. With our so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had this experience um, because again, like on my path, like I know I was meant for like this, the most beautiful relationship, like this emanation of love, like within our relationship, but also that heals others when they see what's possible of a way that two human beings can love and treat each other. It just always, I just knew, I always knew and I was never going to stop. I didn't care if I was 80 and single. <laughs> so I had this experience with this man. And we had a lot of chemistry. And when I like, I'm saying like, it was like the fireworks were there for sure. Like I was attracted to him, you know, we connected on some things, but there was this undertone of me not feeling safe with him. There was this undertone of like my body, like just like it, there was like an element, a little sprinkle of it feeling a bit forced. Like I was like, okay, well it fits all these things, but like, I didn't, feel safe around him. And it's like, my mind was almost trying to convince me that like, oh, well, he checks all these boxes. Like he's very 
you know, he's good looking, you have a lot in common, he's successful, like you guys are, you know, you connect on a certain level, but I just didn't feel safe. And then something had happened and I won't go, it's kind of a long story. I won't go into the too many details on it, but something happened around um, like the intimacy piece. And I had had, um, I always, with men, I always share in a way like, Hey, can I um, make a request? Like, can I ask you something? I always ask permission because it puts the men into their thinking mind and it actually gets their attention rather than women just talking at men and like, you know, all these demands and things. That's part of like beautiful feminine communication. Hey, can I, can I ask you something? And maybe even if it's like a big conversation, like, Hey, can you let me know when's a good time for us to have this conversation? Mm. And he said, I'm feeling these I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And I wasn't blaming. I wasn't blaming him. I was simply sharing what was coming up in my body and how it was feeling um, based on the, the situation that had come up. And he was like, without saying he didn't care, he basically said he didn't care and he wasn't able to provide to me that safety. And in the past, I would have said, oh, okay, well, maybe like I'm being too dramatic or maybe I'm requesting too much, but I knew that wasn't the case. And so I actually removed myself from the situation and the relationship. And then later down the line, he wanted to like, just, you know, there were, there were some things that, that came up later down the line where I was just like, I'm not available for that. And, and in the past I would have been because I was so sure in what I had chosen and the relationship that I knew and know I meant to have. And I believe this was actually an initiation because I had the, I had the decision. There was like a choice point here to stay on this timeline with this man and experience whatever came of that timeline that didn't feel like a 10 out of 10 for me and in my body or I had the decision to say, I'm not available for this. So much love to you. Like, it doesn't feel good to me. I'm not blaming you, but it also like this particular behavior didn't feel good to me. Mm. A week later, my man came in. Like I am a week later, my man showed up and I have never felt so seen, so supported, so loved. So like, I'm like, okay, it all makes sense now. And had I made that decision to explore, not that it would have been wrong, but had I made this decision and in a way gone against myself, I would potentially be dabbling in whatever this would have been. But I was like, you know what? I, I'm trusting this process. I'm trusting my body. I'm trusting my own like feminine knowing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> And then you meet the guy, right? And that's because in trusting yourself, you removed, you're almost saying, right, this is what I'm not here for. So I'm actually almost that proof in that kind of right of passage to go, right, I'm I'm out of this energy. And so that energy can't get in now. And it was like an initiation, wasn't it? Because it was like, well, are you really ready for this? And here we go. And I say this to clients as well, like by accepting things that don't feel right, what we're saying is that's my value. Like that's that's what I'm worth. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm here to receive. Now, the universe doesn't go, well, it's good, bad and different. It's just like, here's a match. You're showing up and you're not honoring yourself and you're saying, well, no, I'm not happy in this relationship. The communication is really poor. Um, I'm not being treated the way I should be treated. Now, of course, there is inner work to do. Often 
it's a real reflection on how we're showing up for ourselves. I always say that. But if we are if we are here for it, then we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And we need to remove, we need to almost be like, right, this isn't a match. Like, you know, you see people a lot, right? They attract the same sort of thing. And you're like, how does that happen to them? Like if it's a drama, like there's something going on, it's like, how can that happen to that person 10 times? Like that's never happened to me. And it's all about energy, right? It's our boundaries. It's how we're showing up. It's what we say we're here for. And if we're here for it, we're going to, my God, we get what we ask for, you know? Not all the time. I know sometimes it's a roundabout way, but when we're really calling it in, we're calling it in. And unless we have, you know, when we say, I don't want to accept that, I want better, we need to be better. We need to make that change and have that difficult conversation in that relationship, possibly, but also at the same time, like Amanda, what's different is you were doing your work. You know, often we're not, we'll bounce from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next and blame the other person. And actually we're a bit like Taylor Swift song, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I realised that myself. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're like not showing up. They're not showing up. And so then I would bounce about. And guess what? They weren't, they were showing up in a certain way wanting to maybe be a bit controlling. And as soon as I felt that, I was the avoidant, anxious avoidant. I'm out of here. As soon as someone got attached, I'm like, ah. And, and so it was funny because I had to really understand my part in that, whereas I fully blamed them. I just saw what was on the surface. I blamed them. That was it. Wasn't me. I'm a good person. But what I realized was my heart wasn't open to receiving. I didn't really let them in and it really triggered their anxious attachment. And that when they were anxiously attached, what did I do? Oh, it's not safe to be loved. It's not safe to really receive love. So I would just check out and bounce about from one thing to the next. So I really resonate with this. And for anyone listening, really understand your part and how you're showing up in your relationship. Or if you're looking to move on from one relationship and have a different relationship then please like understand where you're where you are in that piece of the puzzle because if you don't you're going to take it to your next relationship and then the one after that and the one after that so um I love that and I want you to just talk about because I saw something that you'd said the inner king right and I'm really want to know what that is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I love what you said too about, um, you know, like, because I, I, when I left this particular situation, I wasn't like, oh, he did me dirty. I was like, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the lesson. Thank you for letting me exercise my feminine communication. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable and telling me the truth that you weren't available for yes. what I needed. <laughs> Thank you for being lied to me. Aha, it's amazing. Yeah. Now I don't yeah. need to waste any more of my time or your time. Yes. And now I'm in full integrity with myself. It's beautiful. And it's that vulnerability piece that we're so scared of, but actually it's such a gift because again, the truth will set you free when you actually own it. It's like, what are we so afraid of? We're afraid to be our whole self. You know, if you're showing up half a version of you, no wonder life feels icky. Yeah. Yeah. And this actually really ties into the inner king. So there's like, it's like two parts. So part of the last year for me has been um, moving into this really deep 
like devotional essence. And this would have triggered me like three, four, five years ago because I was raised in a Christian home. And so religious dogma. And again, this is just my humble perspective. So this, you know, anybody who I have no judgment, like we're all on our own path, but there was a lot of like really heaviness around God and around all these rules and very fear-based rules. And I was forced to go to church and it was just, there was a lot of healing I had to do around like what the projections were in my experience around God, which I, I personally, like for me, like I can connect with God from anywhere. So this really ties into the inner King and like this really deep devotional work. Cause I believe that, um, every, everybody, and then like, I'm speaking to a lot of women. So like that we have this inner feminine aspect and we also have an inner King and our inner King is our power. It's our sight. It's our truth. It's like that foundation, right? It's our ability to say no and stand in our power. It's our ability to see the, these things. And it's like moving from that, those more masculine frequencies. And so one of the things that was really powerful for me, and I refer to it as the rod principle. And then also in conjunction, I'll, I'll share a bit about my practice of placing God back on the throne of my high heart. So this rod principle that I um, learned about was, is this essence of like erecting that strength in my energy field. And all of the healing work I do comes from what I call the, it's the reunified field. So it's union. It's all, it's all of it. It's all of you. It's the, the union of, of the masculine and the feminine because it's not separate. So it was really bringing through this principle, this rod principle of this strength and this power so that my the architecture of my energy field wasn't going to go into collapse anymore. So I could, so the difference between some of the other experiences I had were, were these interactions with these men would then put me into a state of emotional co collapse is because I didn't have this strength mm. and I didn't have this power holding up my field. So the difference between this specific situation was that, yeah, I did cry. There were emotions that came up and I let myself feel those without attachment and without going into a collapse of my energy body. And so this inner King is this principle. It's tied to this rod principle as well of erecting the strength and this power back into your field and your ability to really have those dis those tools and the discernment and the truth. And then another component of this for me was connecting back in with that divine cosmic masculine God, source, whatever word you use to describe this energy we're all talking about, um, is I would um, put this in like first my devotional relationship with the, like the cosmic masculine, which is an extension of me, right? It's inside of us. It's we're not separate from it. Mm. And I would just go into this place of trust and surrender and like putting this energy on the throne of my high heart. So the high hearts in between the heart and the throat. And it's, um, it's, it's another chakra that we don't often talk about. And so I would just like, envision myself in this like devotion and the surrender of this, like my feminine essence to this, this powerful, like source that is going to support me and provide that inner strength and provision. So then I wasn't going outsourcing. So any relationship I have was going to be an enhancement to my life. It wasn't because I was going to need someone to, you know, fill this space for me. It was already complete. It was already full. And so 
part of this practice for me was, you know, when things would come up, like this story I shared, it's like, okay, I'm trusting, like I'm trusting that I'm on the right path and I'm, I am in this devotion to God and what I'm being called and led to do by this energy. And so the inner King is also tied to the way in which we're leading our feminine. So for a lot of spiritual women, what happens is we've cultivated that inner feminine, but you'll see a lot of spiritual women, especially in the new age, I call it the new age, airy fairy, like false light spirituality, where it's like, oh, they're preaching all this flow. And yet they have a drained bank account and they are literally, they, they, they are taking no action and they're sitting on a meditation pillow all day. And at the end of the day, and this is just my perspective from, I did that for a year. I did that for a year, part of my process. Like I've done the, you know, the, oh, it's all just going to come to me if I just sit here. Like, no, part of the initiation is that, right? It is the inner work, but also part of it is potent aligned action and doing things that feel uncomfortable, you know, taking like that conversation. I didn't want to have that conversation with that man. I would have rather just been like, eh, bye. But I grew from that conversation. And so that's part of the initiation. Oftentimes it is missed by a lot of spiritual women is, you know, we do the inner work, we do the beautiful like healing and somatic work. And then it's like, well, now it's, now you get to put it into action. Yes, And it feels uncomfortable because it's a new identity. It's a new muscle. Mm, wow goosebumps and I so <laughs> agree with this and it's getting into aligned action I love that you you call it the inner king because there's this real division of masculine and feminine and I can just imagine some people going why don't we call it the inner queen <laughs> well I believe we have an inner like we have that inner mother that you know we're in it we all we love labels as humans right I so know, right <laughs> But why not the inner king? And again, I, I love that. To me, that feels, it feels really juicy strong. to me. And it's got to feel right for you. But again, I see so much division and they're like, and I am a, I am a woman's woman. Like I love championing women. Um, I've got t- like my girlfriends, like people, I love being around women. I love that energy and connection. But I, I really frustrates me, the division with men and women. And I feel like because you know, patriarchy and, and all this. And I get it, right? I get what's happened, but we need to start taking individual responsibility for where we are now. We can't keep riding on, oh yeah, but that happened so many years ago. Yeah, yeah. we know that. But I'm a mum to two boys, right? I don't want my child, patriarchy impacted men too, that they feel that they can't cry, they can't express their emotions. This is all a byproduct of not all of it, but a lot of it is patriarchy, right? It's impacted a lot of people negatively for men too, right? Because I feel for them. I think sometimes they get a really hard time too. And I want to change that. Like we are one, we are, we need each other. Like we need each other. And I, it's just when I picked up when you called it the inner king, I love it. I love it because I think we're not, we don't want to be separate. Okay, we are, we're, we're different right? But the separation needs to stop. Like we need to like bring everyone together and realize that we need both. Like the universe is balanced with both masculine and feminine. And when it comes down to us, it's like we as humans start to put labels and everything and create this real division and separation from men. And, you know, we need to be the change that we want to see in the world and take individual responsibility. And if everyone 
took their own individual responsibility for their stuff, then that's all we that's all we're here to do, Amanda. Because when we do that as the byproduct, everyone else changes, right? We give that little permission slip to everyone else around us to do their own work. And that's what creates the ripples of change in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, again, like if I had chosen to go into that, that story I shared before I met my, my man, my king, I, if I had approached that with um, a more abrasive or like, oh, you did me wrong, it would have been a whole different situation because actually he reached out to me a couple of days ago and said, Hey, I see that you have a new man. I'm so happy for you. Like, congratulations. You look so happy. And I was like, thank you so much. And then we got into conversation and he's with somebody that feels so aligned for him. And so had we not honored our truths and like, for me, Part of my process that I will share that I feel will um, help a lot of women here, um, part of my process actually, and part of the releasing of all the emotional attachments was becoming neutral to all of them, becoming neutral. And I don't have to, I don't, I, I don't have to force myself to feel love if I'm not feeling love in that moment, but becoming neutral, there is so much power in becoming neutral. And I, part of the the way that I was able to do this is I have a process that I guide clients through on how to actually clear the energy of past partners out of your body. Because for women, when we are taking men into our body. Yep. I was going to ask you about this. I was was literally going to ask you about this. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have found this has been a game changer. So when I, moved was moving through this process I knew when I think of every ex-boyfriend and I've dated a lot of men because I was one of those people I was like I'm not going to I I've stayed in stuff longer than I may be looking back now like bless my younger self but I'm like oh I probably could have you know moved myself from that a little earlier but I when I look back at every relationship I am neutral to every single man I have ever dated in this lifetime I don't, and I've done a lot of healing work around this. And part of the process of releasing this um, for women, one of the most powerful places you can start is your sacral, your womb, your womb space, because especially if you've been intimate with a man, you're receiving his energy. And I, and I, I feel, I believe this to some degree, because I actually heard someone teach on this. That's that was like, yeah. And all of their, you could be receiving their attachments. I don't, I think it just depends on what work they've done or haven't, but um, you're literally receiving their energy into your field, into your body, inserted into your body. And so this is at a very like physical level, I believe why women um, have these experiences where they're like, I can't stop thinking about him. He feels like he's all around me, all over me. Like, or it's like those attachments where it's like incest, like feeling like you need to be connected 24 seven or like they can't go do something with their guy friends or whatever, because it's like, ah, like this anxiety that sometimes comes over us. I've experienced that before to where if like, I didn't hear from him for a couple hours, um, you know, in past relationships, Um, or if certain things happen, like it was like, I couldn't literally go through the day without thinking about him. And then if the breakup happened, it was like, I went into collapse over a man for six months that I had, it hadn't even been a month. Um, but we had been intimate and there was a couple other things that happened, but I didn't know how to remove this energy from my body. And his energy was literally in my body. And it was, I do believe that the unconscious, like darker parts of him, it was a form of harvesting because when we're connected in that way, it's a way that um, there's like a siphoning of life force energy because we're connected. 
And so um, the process that I use, we go in and remove all of these like these energies and these attachments. I had one client who had, it had been years. She had been um, just in these repeat cycles of collapse over this man. She couldn't let him go. She would let him back in and then they would be intimate and then he would leave. And it was just like, she couldn't even get through a day. We had two sessions and I had chatted with her after that. And she was like, I don't even know what we just did, but like, I, I don't, I'm like so neutral to him. So tell me what you did. (laughs) So I, well, it depends on the person, but one of the frequencies that I use, it is, so all the work I do, like I mentioned, is from the reunified field. And so every every time I do a session, I always set intention. We're going to get this at the root, at the seed point of inception, this patterning at the seed point. So where we're clearing this man's energy out of the field, it could be related to a deeper wounding of like father wounding, for example, for women. And so we're potentially going along the ancestral lines. We're potentially going into the inner child. And I I use what's called the solar frequency of the reunified field. So it's this very like, it's like, this potent fire energy that we bring through the field and we're just alchemizing all of it. And we're revoking consent to any of this harvesting, any of this energy that's in the body, any contracts, because I do believe we have certain soul contracts with people. And um, I believe that those are, we could mark them learned and complete when we're ready to mark them learned and complete, or sometimes it'll keep coming back. And that can be part of that looping for certain lessons and so we'll we'll look into okay is the soul does there need to be any awarenesses around this consciously sometimes it's a yes sometimes it's a no and if it's a yes then we'll see what else like okay what needs to be revealed what lessons need to be revealed or if it's a no we're just going to like move that out and we're revoking consent to any further like infiltration of the of the feminine system of the body cuz Feminine energy is so powerful and so potent. And I do feel like it is part of these unconscious programs because when people aren't self-sourcing, when they're not self-sourcing, they got to get their their life force energy from somewhere. So that has just been my experience. The power of energy work, the power of energy work. And is that something that you could do yourself or it's best to be led with that? I feel it depends on the person where they're at and how much awareness they have around this stuff. Cause sometimes like I, I'm very open about it. I have coaches and mentors as well. I'm, I'm a, I have a secondary business. I'm a fitness nutrition coach. I have a coach. I have healers that I go to and I'm like, cause sometimes when we have that density is up to the surface, sometimes we can't see it all. Right. Sometimes Absolutely. we can for others, no yeah. problem, right? Yeah. But when yep. it's ours, we need someone to hold the space for us. Yep. I absolutely love and respect that you say that because I don't think enough people share that. I always share that, you know, great coaches have great coaches. Yes. Yes. And I oh, I feel that I always will. And I feel that for me, it's important when I'm working with people that they have that there's an embodiment of something that I desire that they're going to be able to provide those codes for that I can use in my own way that feels right for me. So and then when you know people work with me, I'm like, yeah, this is these are my teachings and my codes, but like you take them and make them your own. They're not like they're here to support, like they don't belong to me, right? 
um, in a sense, like I don't look, that's just how I, I just have always kind of looked at it like that. Like if, you know, the things that I'm teaching to my clients, it's like utilize this when I'm not around because I personally don't want a bunch of codependent clients. <laughs> I don't want to create that space, <laughs> but I want, but I also the level of space that I hold for people, you know, I am going to, I'm going to bring whatever I can at my, you know, from what I've learned to support women and, um, you know, even men that I have a few male clients, but, um, women that come into my space. And I do feel again, after like that, um, you know, understanding the process to where it becomes an embodiment, then I do believe that it can be done you know, I do believe that people can do this on their own. So I just, again, I feel like it depends. It depends on how deep it goes. It depends on if there's unconscious places to where there's parts of you that are like, oh, I don't, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Because we have to be very gentle with those parts. And really, um, again, it just depends on what the experience has been and also the willingness of the person to release it. That's why I always say like, I, I can't work with people who, I'm not going to convince anyone because it has to be that choice and that willingness is the, that's where the power lies for that person. I can hand all the, you know, the tools all day long, all the, you know, all the maps, but if you don't use the map, then that's, you know, we all have our own decisions on that front. Completely. And it's, again, it's meeting you where you're at. And for anyone listening to this, I think I'm a huge fan of energy work. And I think it's, it's really great when we can go in and understand that, especially around those womb attachments. And it makes so much sense that, you know, it's the most, um, it can be the most vulnerable space, right? When you're really intimate and emotionally and physically naked with someone. And when you're that intimate, that for sure makes so much sense that, Maybe there's some things there that needs to be, you know, cords need to be cut and things need to be cleared. And I, I love that you can hold a space for for people to actually do that and start to move through it. And I guess what's important is that they then continue to continue to create healthy patterns after that, right? Or else, you know, I guess you know, we love, it's that familiar, isn't it? Going to the familiar, even if it's shit familiar, going back to it, but making sure that once it's cleared, it's not a one and done. You need to continue, you know, showing up the way you 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 want to show up and taking that action, right? Taking that inspired action, like you said, to create new, new neural pathways and new changes and new transformations in your life. Yeah, because that's the full initiation right there. Mm. Wow. I feel like there's so much I want to talk to you about because there's like so many things that I think would be episodes on their own. Um, Amanda, what is, you know, if someone is feeling like, oh, I, I'm really struggling with repeated patterns. I worry about, I'm a pleaser. Um, what would you say is the, you know, the quickest thing that they can do not like not like quick a one and done I mean like something that won't totally scare them or hijack their nervous system something quite simple that they can start to do to really cultivate this embodiment of work yeah so for because I, I I can relate to that because that was me <laughs> so for me they have a lot of people be like open up your heart sparkly la 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 for me it was actually power first erecting that power cultivating that inner king 
and that strength back in and learning how to trust yourself, to trust your inner knowing, to trust your body um, and to work with those um, like that, just that more masculine energy in a way that feels right for you. Because I feel that for us women who have been more in that like people pleaser or we've just been like over givers or we've had that open heart and we've had like experiences of a lot of betrayal or rejection. It's like, um, you know, I, I was, I wrote something about this, like kind of a light and playful post the other day around like little fun red flags to look at on first dates, but really the undertone of it was, yeah, these are like little behaviors, but the deeper, energy behind the behavior is the red flag for me. And so learning to really, really trust yourself mm-hmm. on what feels right. Cause some people, there was actually one man that came on there. He's like, well, you know, we just need to like accept everyone for where they're at and love and light and all this stuff. And I'm not saying that we're, I'm not accepting of that. I'm just not willing to accept that into my space. I'm not willing to accept low vibrational behavior into my space. And that is new for me. And so for a lot of women who have maybe had these experience where they're giving people a pass or they're doing things that feel like an absolute no, but out of obligation and things of that nature, just to start to take inventory and have an awareness around when you um, get asked to, to show up in a certain way or to do something or, you know, whatever it might be, start to take an inventory of how that actually feels in your system. And if it actually is a yes, or if it actually is a no, because that's going to give you like, and then, and then here's where the real initiation is actually standing in your no or standing in your yes and, and cultivating that strength and that power. And then if they react in a certain way, that's their own stuff. That's their own stuff. And they're on their own journey and you are not responsible for them and their stuff. Yes. Can we support each other? And, but it's your side of the street first, right? So we can't give from depletion. We can't give from depletion because it's not, it's not going to be sustainable. And we're going to continue to, it's like, again, we're, we're like in a way like lightly, you know, going against ourselves when we do that. So that would be my suggestion for someone who's, I think it's beautiful and so powerful because it's almost when you're tuning into your inner king, as you call it. It's like, that's your nervous system too, right? We can look at it that way. It's like, I'm regulating my nervous system here so that when, if I need to have a boundary here or say no or say yes, my nervous system is is, is okay, is here for it because I've tuned into my inner king every day and I'm really feeling it and I'm like, yep, we've got this. We are so safe right now and it's safe to be me. And it's safe to speak my truth. And I am, you know, I'm really powerful in this space versus not doing any of that. And then trying to stay in your no is really difficult because you're like, I've said no, but oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, oh yes, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> so it yeah. is, it's that tuning into that. And I love it. I love the name because, and you, you know, because it, it feels like more... It's not separate from you, but it feels like a little person. It's like, hey, hi, Inner King. Like, let's get to work. Do you know what I mean? It feels cool. It's different. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. I'm tuning into this part of myself or my nervous system or whatever that is, or my highest self. It's like, give it a name, you know, tune into that and really connect, like, you know, the, the highest part of like, ah, oh, I've got this. I love this. 
Oh. Love and truth, both. I say love and truth, love and power, both. Like, yeah. it's okay Like to, you know, we can be still loving, but it's like we're loving ourselves. And then we're an extension of that is going to be able to enhance the lives of others when we're in that space of truth. Yeah. And it's freedom. It is. And over time, it's like, we wonder why we were so hung up on it before. You're like, God, it does get easier the more we connect. But it's that, you know, feeling safe enough to do it. And that is in our work. But every one of us have access to that. And that's the beauty. You know, it might take us, some people might drop in really, really quickly. It might take people a little bit longer. But you don't go to the gym and expect a six pack in a week. Mm-hmm. Right? You work at that. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah There's PT clients need to know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. You want miracles. But it does, it takes time. And it's and really it's about creating a, a really safe environment, a nourishing environment for yourself, whatever that looks or feels like is personal to you. But there are so many free resources out there that you can tap into. But what I do want to say is if you are serious about moving this, then reach out to someone like Amanda because we can read the books we can listen to the podcast and we're like yeah 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 but you know what that's top down right actually it's just like it's just all up here and most of what we're talking about is held in the body and so we need to actually work from the bottom up (laughs) and someone like yourself Amanda is really equipped and qualified to really hold someone in that space and help them navigate it, help them see their blind spots, help them see what they can't see, help them hear what they can't hear. And so I love that. How can people get in touch with you, Amanda? So probably just my website is the best way, which is my name, just my name, Amanda. And then my last name is M-O-N-N-I-E-R.com. So amandamonier.com is probably the best place. Amazing. And have you got anything coming up in the next sort of few weeks, month or so um, that the listeners may want to get access to? So actually what I was called and guided to do, which, oh my gosh, I launched it about a month ago. I'm so excited about it. It's been so beautiful so far. So it's called the Juicy Love Academy. And this is my membership. So instead of Cause it didn't, for some reason, didn't feel good to my system to be doing launches all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can I support women with everything I have to offer in one place? And so I put all of my signature programs already in the digital hub. There's hours of healing. So I have my womb series, my crystalline diamond heart series, radiance, which is all around the body. Those are all programs that I sold for like thousands of dollars already in this membership. Wow. And, um, I do two healing calls a month and then I'm already feeling like some bonus teachings and things that want to come through. So for women who are desiring to do this deep inner work, this retemplating work and be able to access this, um, I have my Juicy Love Academy. So this is for the woman who's in a relationship, the woman who is desiring a relationship and is like, you know, if this is any of this is pinging in your system and I've made it, um, to where it's, it's $97 a month. And, um, I don't even have a code active, but for your guests, for your audience, I would love to offer their first month free and it's month to month. So it's really, um, you know, wow. Amazing. Thank you so much. What a generous offer. And that sounds incredible. Cause I remember from talking the last time, your work is so powerful and, 
you know, I know that there's a lot of people out there, but you are an embodiment of this work. Amanda. Yeah. And so I love that. I knew from the second we connected. And so to be able to um, share that with our listeners is just wonderful. So thank you so much. And we're going to get all of your details on the show notes. And hopefully people can, you know, contact you, connect with you. Um, are you on Instagram? Do you tend to go on any sort of social media? So actually, because I'm a, a bikini competitor, so I'll, my Instagram is all fitness stuff. So if you're interested in fitness stuff, it's just my name. And then on Facebook is all my love and relationship content. And that felt really good to me for some reason. So I did it that way. Um, yeah. And then um, I'll create like a special code for your listeners too, because I'll, I can send that to you separately because it'll be so to your podcast. Say, you do look so fast. Like, look at your arms. Thank you. <laughs> Looking amazing. I love it. I love it. And um, yes, thank you so much for your time, your energy and your wisdom today. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank Amanda. you. Lovely thank to you have for you having me.